0: We're live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Before we get started, make sure you hit that little subscribe button right down there on the corner. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show. We talk sports. We get into sporting news. It's a great time here, so make sure you hit the little subscribe button. Let's get into it. Let's talk about college football right now. A reporter from CBS, Kentucky coach Mark Stoops decided to stay with Wildcats after emerging as Texas A&M's top target. Huh. Now, in past episodes, I've always talked about Texas A&M and who their coach could be. There was rumors of Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, but I always thought he's going to stay with Colorado Buffaloes. There were rumors about other people like Cliff Kingsbury, but it's reported right here that with the college football regular season coming to a close, the Texas A&M coaching search is coming into focus. And as we all expected, it's a roller coaster finding the next Aggies football coach. Though it appeared on Saturday that Texas AM was ready to move forward with its top target, Kentucky coach Mark Stoops, with an announcement imminent, Um Stoops instead confirmed via social media overnight that he will be staying with the Wildcats. Um, there are other rumors going around, too. Uh, of course, the UTEP head coach was looking at Texas AM. That was uh, one of the top, uh, I think, prospects for a Texas AM coaching position. I know there's been much speculation about me and my job situation the last couple of days. Stoops tweeted, it's true, I was contacted by a potential opportunity this weekend, but after celebrating a big win against our rivals, the players I love like family, I knew in my heart I couldn't leave the University of Kentucky right now. I have a great job at a place I love, and I get to work with the best administration and great fan base in college football right where I'm at. I'm excited to say I'm a Wildcat. Stoops, who's 56 years old, took over a more bound Kentucky team in 2013 eventually guiding the Wildcats to a bowl game, appearing in his fourth season. Since 2018, Stoops has quietly transformed into one of the top coaches in SEC. He has a 47-28 record over the past six years, with four uh, bowl wins over the past five seasons. Kentucky has won 10 games twice over that period, which matches the same number that Texas A&M has since 1998. Prior to Stoops' arrival, the Wildcats had not won 10 games since 1977. Wow. For a time on Saturday, it seemed likely he was prepared to take on a much larger SEC challenge in attempting to lead Texas A&M to prominence. That's not the case anymore. However, as they continue to run with Kentucky, is is the cards. Texas A&M is aiming to replace Jimbo Fisher, who was fired after six seasons with the Aggies. Fisher was held as a savior when he was hired away from Florida State. The school gifted Fisher... A blank national championship plaque to set the expectation for his tenure. After a lackluster 6 and 4 start to the 2023 season, however, Texas A&M Brass had decided it was time for the Mirage to, to end, the marriage to end. Fishers uh, owed more than $70 million in buyout funds, tripling the next highest buyout in college football history. Wow. The Aggies' quest to find a new coach comes at a critical time for the program. The Aggies uh, reeled in the number one recruiting class of all time in 2022. And the lion's share will be uh, juniors in 2024. Texas A&M ranks number four in the uh, 247 sports team talent composition. Uh, Composite trailing only Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. Keeping the roster together and maximizing the 2024 season will be top in mind for any coach that takes the reins at College Station, Texas. So, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see here. I mean, obviously, Mark Stoops says he's going to stay with Kentucky. Um, I don't know who, who they have in line. I mean, I know the UTEP coach was at one point looking at Texas A&M. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Let's move on. Uh, projecting the college football's playoff committee's top eight. Uh, ESPN. Last year, Ohio State's win against Penn State and Notre Dame were enough to push the Buckeyes into the college football playoff without being Michigan or winning the Big Ten East. Even with the same resume, repeating the feat could prove difficult this season. With four undefeated teams remaining, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State, and three one-loss teams heading to their uh, respective conference championship games, Texas, Alabama, and Oregon, Ohio State would need some help to reach the college football playoffs after losing the game. Again, when asked about his team's playoff chances following the loss, Ohio State coach Ryan Day wasn't entirely sure when they were up against in the other conferences. I think we have a very good team, he said. We came, up, we came up short today. It's devastating, but I believe in our players. They, they lost that game, I believe, uh, yesterday. Um, I think we have a veteran team. I think we have a team that is solid in all three phases. I'll have to see what else is out there. This is reported by Coach Ryan Daly. Um, that's exactly what the committee will do on selection day. If there are multiple upsets of Power 5 conference championship games, Ohio State will have a, a shot, just as it did last season after USC lost to Utah in the Pac-12 title game. And drop from, dropped out of the fourth spot. How far Ohio State falls in Tuesday's rankings reveal how much help the Buckeyes will need that year. Uh, here's a prediction for Tuesday's uh, CFP rankings, uh, including where Ohio State might wind up. Now, let's see here. Number one is still the Georgia Bulldogs. They're 12-0. and 0. Um, Yeah, so... We'll see. We'll see. Michigan is certainly up there. The Georgia Bulldogs beat Georgia Tech 31-23, in-state rival. That was the final yesterday. Florida State, number five, Florida State uh, tw- was beat Florida, and their in-state rival 24-15. to And number two, Ohio State lost to number three, Michigan, 24-30. to uh, Where does this end up now with the college football rankings? Well, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think Texas will be moved up. They were number seven. The University of Texas Longhorns will be moved up. Um, I think uh, I think Michigan will probably be moved up to number two now. Ohio State will drop back. And uh, we'll see. Now things are heating up when it comes January for the 2024 college football playoffs. And I think it's going to be great. Um, so we'll see what happens there. In other news, let's talk about the University of Texas Longhorns football. Arch Manning makes his Texas Longhorns debut with a t- touchdown scoring drive. Uh, this is the son of Cooper Manning, the grandson of Archie Manning, um, former New Orleans Saints quarterback Archie Manning. Uh, and, uh, you know, of course, we know who the uncles are. They're uh, Uncle Payton and Uncle Eli Manning. Um, so Arch made the decision to uh, join the University of Texas Longhorns. He's a freshman. He's uh, a freshman. Yeah, so he did make his debut against the team, the team against Texas Tech University, and let's see how he did here. Arch Manny makes anticipated debut versus Texas Tech. How the Texas QB performed? Freshman quarterback Arch Manny, uh made his anticipated, anticipated Texas debut Friday as the Longhorns defeated Texas Tech fifty-seven to seven. It's a blowout. Here's what you need to know: He entered the game for Quinn Hughes with Texas leading fifty to seven late in the third quarter. Manning, the number one recruit in the class of 2023 and nephew of Payne and Eli Manning, went two of five passing for 30 yards and rushed for seven yards. The Longhorns secured their first Big 12 championship burst since 2018 with the win. Uh, evaluating Manning's debut. Manning's long-awaited debut was well-received from the home crowd. This was at the University of Texas Longhorns. Uh, Texas fans cheered loudly when he entered the game, and when the Longhorns faced a fourth-and-goal at the six-yard line, the crowd enthusiastically encouraged Coach Steve Sarkeesian to go for it. Sarkeesian obliged, although Manning's pass to Johnny uh, Jonte Cook the second went to the receiver's hands and resulted in a turnover on downs. It wasn't a perfect debut. Manning dropped a shotgun snap, then resulted in a 10-yard loss in the red zone. But he flashed his enthusiasm on his scrambles when it showed he could throw on the run and display substantial velocity on his passes. Um, His second and final drive of the game was mostly run heavy, given Texas' large lead. But Manning operated the offense smoothly, completed two of his three pass attempts. Um, Not bad at all, you know. So he he did okay. It wasn't a a solid debut, but he did go down there. He did score a touchdown. of course, those are, you know, he plays college football now. He's not in New Orleans, Louisiana play for Ismar Newbar anymore. Um, he was the top prospect coming out of high school in that year. Now, what does this mean? Okay, so Texas right now has three very strong top recruiting quarterbacks um, with Arch Manning, Quinn Hears, and Malik, uh, the backup quarterback, Malik. Um, so what does that mean for everybody now? I think Arch Manning is a freshman. So if he doesn't start or play by next season, there's looks like a good chance that he might transfer. Now, where are the schools that he's looking to? Now, this was reported that the top schools he's looking at are Georgia, um, Alabama, um, Ole Miss is another one where Cooper went to. And. Mm And I think a few other places, USC is another one, because I think they're about to lose Caleb Williams to the NFL draft. So um, could Arch Manning be uh, be looking at transferring? But there's a possibility. There's a possibility. Quint Hears is a, um, I believe, is a junior. So, or no, I'm sorry, I think Quinn Hughes is a sophomore, so he's got two more years. He's got two more years on the plate. So Quinn Hughes is a sophomore, and if Quinn Hughes gets Texas a college football playoff berth and possibly a national title win for the Longhorns, then, then we're going to be seeing Quinn Hughes in the starting position in the pa- in the next two years. Then that's when Arch Manning could possibly be transferring. Now, what will we see about that? I don't know. You know, we'll see how loyal Arch Manning is and stuff like that. You know, Alabama's Nick Saban wants him, USC wants him, so we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah. So in other news, let's move on to NFL football. and Let's talk about uh, the top quarterback, rookie quarterback right now, C.J. Stroud. Uh, C.J. Stroud, we have the game. He had uh, We have the game today against the Jacksonville Jagu- Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. This is in Houston. Um, you have to remember, we'll see what he does today. C.J. Stroud on November 19th passed for 336 yards with two touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, with a passer rating of 85.0, um, what could he do today? Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens today. You know, I can't predict the future, but I think he'll do just fine. I think he'll do well. Um, you know, Houston Texans are saying that he is a uh, he's a natural leader on the uh, on the um, sideline. He's a natural leader in the field, so that's good. I think that's what Houston needs right now. You have to remember, this was a team. And a city, a city that had had no hope for its football team about two, three years ago, and now he's kind of CJ Stroud's kind of come in and turn things around for him. Um, Houston now is uh, the city of Houston is getting behind the Texans now, which is good to see. Um, so, and the Rockets are also coming up too. And but right now the you know the city of Houston's getting behind their football team, which is good to see. Um, Let's see here. Uh, after number three, Michigan's thrilling thirty the twenty four win over heated rival number two Ohio State on Saturday. Um, it says right here, Ohio State star quarterback, former Ohio State star quarterback C.J. Stroud is a guest on his Let's Go podcast earlier this month. Uh, this was with um, Tom Brady. He uh, he um, had a uh, hang on. A little malfunction there for technology. Hopefully nothing went off. Okay, I think we're back on. So uh, I was just talking about Tom Brady. He had a guest, the Houston uh, Texans quarterback, C.J. Stroud. So let's see here. Um, he, He was on the guest on his Let's Go podcast earlier this month. Tom Brady jokingly tossed out a bet on Saturday's showdown. That seven-time Super Bowl champion was so confident that Michigan would emerge victorious. He offered one of his rings to Stroud if the Buckeyes pulled the <laughs> pulled off the upset. Well, hell, Tom Brady has so many rings anyway, I, I bet he could offer one to Stroud because <laughs> he's got seven rings. Meanwhile, Stroud would have to put up his youth as stellar uh, attributes. If Michigan beats Ohio State, then you got to give me all your youth, your agility, your time in the 40, and all your future years in the NFL, said Brady on the podcast. After Michigan earned his impressive home win, Brady hilariously joked that the stellar Texan signal caller uh, was smart not to be on his alma mater. Smart move, not talking the bet, C.J. Stroud, at least you could keep the rocket arm at 4.440 time, posted Brady. Following the win, Michigan will play Iowa next Saturday, December 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern time in the Big Ten Championship game in Indianapolis. Uh, So you have there, right there, that... Uh, C.J. Stroud was on Let's Go, Tom Brady's podcast, and they were talking about it. Uh, uh, C.J. had uh, um, asked Tom about his years in the NFL, and Tom responded and gave him some good advice, but also Tom Brady placed a bet on C.J. Stroud. I'm sorry, he placed a bet on uh, Michigan, getting to the Big Ten uh, Championship. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. So it's always fun to hear that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah. So let's move on right now. Let's talk about the Houston Rockets. Let's move on to NBA basketball and the Houston Rockets. Uh, the Rockets uh, had their last game on Wednesday, November 22nd. Uh, the final was the Rockets 111 and Grizzlies 91. Um, I'm sorry, that wasn't the last game. The last game uh, for the final on Friday, November 24th, the Rockets beat the Nuggets 105-86. Uh, the next NBA in a tournament, um, the Rockets play the Dallas Mavericks on Tuesday, November 28th, 7.30 p.m. Um, so, yeah, so the Rockets right now are doing very well. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about the Rockets and their highlights right now. So this right here uh, from Fan Nation, Houston Rockets, whatever he wants, strategic versus Nuggets. Houston Rockets, whatever you want, strategic versus Nuggets. Houston, on the way to a stunning 105-86 win over the powerhouse Denver Nuggets, the Houston Rockets employed what some might call a stunning strategy. Did it work? Nikola Jokic, hope I said that right, drilled a three-point field goal 55 seconds into the Houston Rockets' 3rd and season tournament game Friday night. Uh, Jokic's 25-foot jumper gave the Denver Nuggets a 5-0 lead of five early points at the 11.05 mark in the first quarter. At which point, it was clear that uh, uh wasn't for a big scoring night. But his one-man show played into the Rockets' defense game plan, which led to a victory inside the Toyota Center. Yakik uh, finished with a game-best, 38 points, 14 of 31 shooting, with 3 of 8 from 3, along with 19 rebounds and 8 assists. That was one strategy guard, Yakic one-on-one, while keeping everyone else in check, Yakik said. Take away the, their threes, he, uh, he can have whatever he wants. They scored a low number of 86, which is good for the game. Uh, Udoka's defense plan, game plan uh, for the Rockets of uh, defending Yaku Sui with the strategy ahead of their first meet on November 12th. He said the best way to contain Yaki is to allow him to score while keeping everybody else locked down, given how dangerous the Nuggets can become once the two-time MVP can hit his teammates involved. With the Yaku from the Nuggets start the stat line, the Rockets held Denver to 48 points on 28.5% shooting from the field and 14.2% from behind the arc. So that's good. Um, so, yeah, the Rockets are are doing well right now. They're winning some games. Um, I think right now they're eighth in the Western Conference. We're not in last place like we were in the last past three seasons, so that's good. Uh, they're, so they're doing well. There's still a lot of basketball to be played. Hopefully they can move up and we get into the playoffs. Um I think it's the top six or seven seeds, or the top eight seeds. So right now we would probably be like in the last seed. But um, hopefully we'll move up. There's still a lot of basketball to be played in the NBA, and we could uh, we could get that going. Um, let's see here. Let's move on right now to – let's go back to college football real quick. Uh, let's see here. We have Jim Harbaugh in the Michigan Wolverines. College football rankings, Michigan earns number one spot without Jim Harbaugh. For the year, the third year in a row, the Michigan Wolverines beat the Ohio State Buckeyes in a game to clinched the Big Ten East title. Uh, it's only the second time in the 26th year, year that Michigan has tripled up Ohio State, the last time the Wolverines enjoyed this kind of success against a hated rival they wanted to share of the 1997 national title. The Wolverines are now just three wins away from doing that just winning the national title. It's impressive to think that Harbaugh could not only win the Big Ten, but a national championship while coaching just six regular season games in the midst of a sign-stealing scandal. That's right. Jim Harbaugh is in trouble in the midst of a sign-stealing scandal. That he could do so after being forced to part with a co-offensive coordinator, Matt Weiss, a linebacker's coach, Chris Partridge, and announces analysis, Connor Stallings. While watching his trusted Lieutenant Sharon Moore act as head coach against the top two 10 opponents, Penn State, Ohio State, that he could go through all of this and remain perfect. If this is not the Michigan team that wins a national title, I'd love to find out what team that is. Okay, so here, here are the top 25 rankings after week 13. This is from um, Portland on Fox Sports. That number one is Michigan with 12-0. Number two, Georgia is 12-0. I believe I had Georgia at number one, which I said earlier in the episode, uh, after defeating Georgia Tech 31-23. Number three is Washington. They're 12-0, defeating Washington State 24-21. We had rivalry weekend in college football. Four is Florida State, 12-0, after defeating Florida 24-15. Five is Ohio State at 11-1. Lost, they lost to Michigan 30-24. Oregon is number six. Number seven is Texas. They still have number seven at Texas, defeated Texas Tech, 57-7. Number eight is Alabama, which is 11-1, uh, defeating Auburn at 27-24. Uh, number nine, Penn State, number 10, Missouri. That's your top ten. Speaking of which, let's go back to the Alabama game. What a ending for the Alabama-Auburn game. Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow found wide out Isaiah ba- Bond in the back of the end zone on 4th at 31 to come from behind win to the Iron Bowl and keep the Tides' hope of playing in the CFP college football playoffs alive. What a, an amazing throw by Jaylen, Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow. You know, it was 4th at 30, 31. They had one shot to do this. The guy had all the time in the world. Um Auburn did not rush Jalen Monroe, which I think is a big mistake. They had every uh, everybody back. They had the linebackers back. They had the the ends back. They had the corners come back and tried to protect the backfield. It did not work out. Um, Jalen Monroe had all the time to throw the football. He had the regular four seconds and more because they didn't rush him. So he was just standing back in the pocket looking for the target. He found the target, Isaiah Bond, in the corner of the end zone. And Isaiah Baum jumped up, grabbed it, grabbed the ball, and he came back, came down with both feet in the corner of the end zone, and that was a touchdown, which ended the game. It was an amazing end to a rivalry game. Uh, it was great. And uh, Alabama ended up defeating Auburn 27-24. Uh, if you guys haven't watched the highlights of that, I highly suggest going back on YouTube and watching the the highlight of that. It's an amazing feat. It was fourth down, 31. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's it for the college football rankings and stuff like that. I believe that's it for our show today. By the way, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, we'll do another episode soon. We're coming down here on the end of Season 1, so don't forget to hit that little subscribe button. And then we're going to do some uh, awesome things. We're going to take a little bit of a break and do some awesome things when we get started for Season 2. Um, I may do one one or two episodes in December for the Christmas edition, but we'll see. Hey guys, listen, have a great time. Happy holidays and uh, enjoy the football. Enjoy your sports. Enjoy basketball. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So make sure to hit that little subscribe button. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, take care.